Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and owning Average and owning it Hello and welcome back to Average But Owning It. Welcome back everybody. Glad you're here. Thanks for stopping by. Stopping by? (laughs) I'm just on the way. Um, I'm trying to think of another name for our hot take and I'm I'm blanking. I'm blanking. That's okay. Um, Our hot take today is sort of like a would you rather, but we're specifically talking baby names. Yeah. Do you have a note in your phone that's baby names? Yeah, I do. do Of actual baby names Mm -hmm. that I like? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Corey and I have a few that we really like that we agree on already. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Because you're currently going to have a baby anytime soon? (laughs) Are you working on it? Surprise! Surprise! No, just kidding. Um, no, the long excitement way, that would course through my body. No, Unreal. Oh my gosh. No, many years down the road. Okay. Maybe like four, three. That feels so soon to me. I know, I like, know. it's not technically. Well, I think we're younger than we are. Me too. I feel 17. No, I have to be. But I want to have I be a kid older? when I'm like 27 or 28. Yeah. And I'm almost 25. Ew. Isn't that weird? It's just so weird to me that you're going to be engaged this year at some point, you know? I mean, I don't know that. Well, I technically don't know that either. I'm not spoiling anything. I just am. I mean, like you'd think probably around this year into next year. Potentially. Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to plan a bachelorette party. Okay. Okay. Let's get into our hot take. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, do you have one to start out with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do on boys or girls first. Do you want a boy or a girl first out of your kids? Um, I think I want a boy. First? Yeah. Okay, would you rather name your kid Marion or Lionel? Marion or Lionel? Yeah. For a boy. For a boy. Lionel. Really? For sure. I know normal people with the name Lionel. Lionel? I kind of like Lionel because I could call him, like, Lion. You know, oh. it's not my preference, but like I don't think that's that. I also horrible. love the song uh, um, "Sunday" by Lionel Richie. Sun- Easy by Lionel Richie. It's, I was like, it's not called Sunday morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. <laughs> um. Okay, I got two girls' names for you. Okay, hit me, Velveeta. Okay, or Ariola. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Velveeta, and I call her like Vivi. <laughs> That one feels that one feels better than areola. <laughs> it does. I've granted almost anything does. Yeah, areola's <laughs> what do you call her? A- Ariel? That's the only like alternative. Ariel, yeah, that's not no, bad. But it's ugly. Uh, no, I agree. <gasps> I know an Ariel. Sorry, Ariel, if you're listening. I'm just saying but, like, Okay, but Ariel is different. Ariel. I'm sorry, I'm not attacking your name. Oh no, Ariel is different, different than Ariel. Ariel to like, me. Yeah. For sure. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I don't like that. We're going to go Velveeta. Okay. But that's hilarious. Have you ever seen the meme that was like, <laughs> I want to name my daughter Lizard, and then people are like, oh, one day someone will be like, is that short for Elizabeth? And she has to say, no, it's Lizard. You didn't, you didn't mention the fact that her nickname's Liz. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I guess that part's relevant. Yeah, no, okay. yeah, everyone calls her Liz, and then they're like, oh, is it Elizabeth? And she's like, no, no it's, it's Lizard. It's Lizard. <laughs> it's actually Lizard. But if once somebody says, like, oh, Vivi, is that short for Vivian? She'll be like, no, it's short for Velveeta. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know the cheese. Okay, here's your. this is for your girl. Do okay. you want her to be named Nacho or Cheese? Okay. <laughs> I think it's all about cheese. Nacho or Cheese? She's either going to be Cheese Marie McGinnis or she's going to be Nacho Marie McGinnis. First of all, I'm not giving my daughter that middle name. I know. I just thought of the most basic one. It's my middle name. Correct. Oh, I thought that's what you're going off of. Both are correct. Mine and basic. Yes. Yes. I'm going Nacho. For sure. Nacho Marie. (laughs) Nacho (laughs) Marie. Nacho McGinnis. I like that way better for some Wait, reason. that is funny. That actually is funny. Yeah, there's Not joke potentials. There's, yeah. I don't know what the nickname would be. But I want all your kids to have, like, regular nice names. Cho. And then there's Nacho in the middle. Cho? <laughs> hey, Cho. Or Notch. Notch. I'm going Cho. N. <laughs> Just N. Because you know how there's some people that have names, like, if I would, like, I call Ethan E sometimes. Just, right. like, in passing. Or, like, B. Yep. But you can't do that with N. No. Hey, N. <laughs> yeah, I right. would never call you M. I would never call you H. Yeah, H, H isn't a good one. <laughs> Ew. Okay. Hey, H. Your turn. Um, okay, we got Absidy. You know, A, B, C, D, E. Okay, I didn't. Okay. And Riot. <laughs> Riot. Easily. It's, if it could be a boy. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Those Girl are named both Riot. gender That's like, neutral names. No, it's amazing. Riot, yeah. You're going riot? Yeah, sons of anarchy, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, pure chaos. I think I'd do absidy. Absidy. It sounds like a Abstinence. disease. Absidy. Like an abscess is what I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. I think. Like, you That's have a skin true. disease. I have an abscess. I have an absidy. Or I have a riot. <laughs> I hate riot so much. Yeah, but, like, riot? I don't like it. <laughs> Maddie, I don't want to name my kid that, but I'm thinking like it could be kind of cool. I'm I feel like your kid middle is- name Power. <laughs> Riot Power Graham. Why is his last name Graham? Maddie. Because what else am I supposed to throw in there right now? I don't know. Go generic. Riot. What's the middle name again? <laughs> Power. Power. Riot Power Johnson. <laughs> Riot oh. Power Smith. Yeah, no, I need to have a cool last name. Oh, Ryan, God. Ryan I can't believe I have to pick up. Cool. I have to pick up a husband that has a go pick up. Pick up a husband that, like I'm just going to the store. That was one of my shallow preferences. What? A like a guy name? with a normal last name. Yeah. Like it's not same. It's not the end all be all if oh, it's weird. I don't but have like, a crappy last name. Yeah. McGinnis is Irish. I think it sounds Irish. She just uh, just No, I'm pretty sense. sure he said that once. But like McGinnis, I think you can say it. Is usually Irish. I like the M C Big G. My Mm. friend, um, well, she's still my friend, but I was really close with her in like middle and high school. Her last name is McGee, Mm -hmm. and I loved that she got to write the little C and the G. Like, really, I thought it was so cool. And now, (sighs) okay, so you have a boy, you have a girl. Uh Do you want a boy or a girl next? Girl. Okay. Tampon or goat? or goat goat greatest of all time oh that's true i didn't think of that not billy billy goat oh <laughs> going the other route billy goat mcginnis 
sucks. But Tampon McGinnis couldn't be any Tampon better. anything. And is... you can't call her Tamp. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> What's your full name? Tammy. Tampon. <laughs> What's that sure? What is Tammy actually short for? I, I, I blanked. <laughs> um... I almost said Tamitha. Um, what is, is it Tamitha? Tammy is short for. <laughs> I know a Tamitha. Tammy is a feminine given name. It can be short for Tamison, Thomasina, Tamar, Tamara, or Tamara. Tabitha. No. I don't think any of those sound right. Tamara. Wow, did you know that you could short Jose to Pepe? <laughs> but some say it's PP. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I love Reddit. Yeah. Okay. Next. Um, we got <laughs> chaos or fury. Uh, chaos, because I'm chaos as well. Gonna... I think I would identify more with my kid if its name was chaos. Chaos. <laughs> but they're like a really good kid. That's what I was thinking with Riot. They're like, I, the most, it's my nerdiest, my it's nerdiest like the most of my children. Mannered kid. Oh yeah, like my little kid with his backpack strapped in and like little big, like glasses that make his eyes look big. Yes. Chaos. <laughs> I like it. I cannot. All right. Okay. Oh, wait. Go. Okay. Yours? This is a boy. Your last one's a boy. You have four kids. Okay. Neosporin or Trump? Neosporin. <laughs> Trump? <laughs> Why do you look at me like I would choose Trump? I don't know. I just, you were just very quick with Neosporin. <laughs> Neosporin. <laughs> you call him Neo. That doesn't sound bad. Neo. Nemo. No, Neo's cool. I kind of like Neo. Maybe he has a little R&B feel, too. He spells it like Neo. Neo. <laughs> he just changes it. He said, so he only wears fedoras. <laughs> He's always in a fedora. Just constantly. Neo. Have you ever seen Neo the movie uh, Matilda? Yeah. You know how like he has the fedora on and then he gets it super glued to his head? No. And they have to cut it off? I forget the movie. Mm. Why would I think that you would remember <laughs> but anything? But I know I've seen it. We got Toadie oh. or Puzzle. Puzzle. It's cool. Puzzle? I'll be smart. It's a he. I wouldn't name Puzzle's it. a he. Yeah. Okay. What would you name your kid? Would you do to- Toadie? Call him Todd. <laughs> Ew. You can't look at an infant and think Todd. Someone well, did. There's so many <laughs> There's several there. people that I guess. Unfortunately. Oh, Tammy. What the hell? Tim- Timatrice? Tim- Tamara. Not all the time. <laughs> I know. Why wouldn't you just stick with Tamara? Or Tia? I like you know Tia. Yeah. Tia and Tamara. Did you get my I joke? I got it. Okay, yeah. Cool. You just didn't think it was that funny? No. Okay. That's fine. Not everybody <clears throat> has a good sense of humor. Okay. Next. We're going to talk about something that I'm very hyped about right now. And this one, believe it or not, I actually just wrote recently, so I'm going to remember everything, which is kind of crazy because that never happens. Never. Um, so this is another Unsolved one. The first time I'd heard about it was on BuzzFeed Unsolved, but I watched two other documentaries because I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. So um, it's Unsolved. I'm very confused about everything. There's a lot of names, so we're not going to, like, harp on the names. But okay. Okay. So Christmas Eve, 1945, Fayetteville, West Virginia. Okay. Um, the Sauter family has 10 children, two parents, George and Jenny. And then they're 10 kids. So we're going to get to them in a second. That night, uh, it's Christmas Eve, so they're up later than usual. They're, like, trying to, like, hang out. Um, They get to bed around 10 p.m. Mrs. Sauter and her husband go to bed around that time. And they leave Louie and Maurice, the two of the boys, in charge of all the younger kids. And the older ones all go to bed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some that's there's two bedrooms upstairs that some of the kids sleep in. That's like the attic, but mm-hmm. it has two bedrooms up there. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the family is like on that second floor. And then there's the ground floor. Yeah. Um, so a fire starts in the house around 1 a.m. Family manages to get out of the house. The Well, the ones that make it out of the house are George Sr., Jenny, Sylvia, who's two, Marion is 17, John is 23, and George Jr. is 16. Now, the children that are left in the house are Maurice, who's 14, Martha is 12, Jenny is 8, Betty is 5, and Louis is 9. Um, like I said, there's two bedrooms upstairs that splits the five of them. So the kids that were all up in the attic don't come out with the rest of the family. Oh, yeah. gosh. So George tries to go back into the house to rescue his kids, but the staircase to get to the attic is on fire. So he scales the side of the house. He tries to like punch in the attic window and he ends up just bleeding and falling. So he goes to get the ladder that's always on the side of the house. They always keep it there for some reason, just where they keep it. Mm -hmm. But it's mysteriously just not there. Okay. So they're like running around frantically trying to find it. The other two boys, John and George, are like running around looking for like the whole time just trying to find this freaking ladder. Um, The... Then they go to his, he has two coal trucks outside and he tries to, he tries to like get them underneath the house so we can climb onto the truck and get into the house. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the cars just strangely won't start. Oh. Both of them. Um, so Marion, one of the daughters, uh, is one of the kids who does escape the fire. She runs to a neighbor's house to call it in. The fire station mysteriously doesn't answer. What? That's you what I'm saying. One job. Literally one job. But it's 1945. Still. I mean, not that fires didn't happen in 1945. Right. You know. Um, The neighbor calls two and it gets no response. So it's not like she just made that up. Um, The neighbor drives into town, locates the fire chief, whose name is F.J. Morris. He comes back into the story later. The fire station is about two and a half miles from the home, but they don't get there until 8 a.m. The fire starts at like 1.30. They don't get there until 8 in the morning. 8 in the morning, Christmas morning. They say that it's because the... Uh, there's a lack of employees due to the effect of the war and the inability of the fire chief to drive the fire truck. You're telling me the mm-hmm. chief can't drive? No. <laughs> he can't. I think he can drive. He just can't drive the fire truck. Well, well right. But, but how still, do you get to that level? Yeah. They were like, no, you're the chief, but you don't no, need no, to know how to, to drive it. No, you to skip everything. Yeah. No, why would you need to know how to do the job at all? That's <laughs> oh crazy that you would think that. So by the time they get there, the house is literally ash. There's, like, nothing left. So, they're, like, these kids are in the rubble. Like, they're dead. Um, So, they look. So, they go through the ash. The medical examiner shows up. And they're looking for the remains of the five children. But nothing is found. None of their remains are in the ash. Nothing. Hmm. So, they're presumed dead. The fire chief suggested that the fire may have been so hot that it completely incinerated and cremated the children's bones. The bones, though, are typically left in left. mm -mm, Let me try again. Typically left in fragments. Um, and even like, there's nothing there. There's not even fragments from any of the, how many were up there? Five. Yeah. That's weird. Doesn't make sense. There's, but they also said that there was no smell of burning flesh during or after the fire at any point, which I feel like would be so distinct. Yeah. And everyone says it's distinct. Like they should have, even if you're not around that, like the, right. When the fire was happening, like the family would have been able to. And there was no like screaming. No one said they heard any screaming from any of the kids. Okay. Which, like, if they died of smoke inhalation first, you wouldn't. But still, you'd think at least one of them would be alive. Like, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really make too much sense. Um, also, the... What? I said I was going to remember, but apparently I don't. Um, they say that the fire is likely due to bad wiring in the house. 
Uh, and so then the week after death certificates are issued for the kids. So the basement of the home remains. George later uses a bulldozer to cover up the basement with five feet of dirt, and he creates a memorial to his Aww. five kids that died. George and Jenny, though, months after, are talking about it. They're putting two and two together, and they start to become really skeptical about what happened because yeah. it doesn't really make much sense. Um, and not enough adds up. They start to think that the children are alive and that the fire was a diversion from what actually did happen, a kidnapping. In the dun, attic? Dun, dun, dun. Like mm-hmm. someone must have gotten in the house, up to the attic, took five kids, escaped, and then lit it on fire. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds crazy, right? It's a lot. But also how how how? Did the other right, did no, the alternative no, no. happen? Yeah, but there's reason to believe why that could be potentially a thing. Okay. Which we'll get to. So one of the things okay so let's actually back up george Sauter, pretty interesting guy he immigrated from italy in 1908 with his brother they um, live in the immigrant community of fayetteville that's super close-knit george is an active part of that community apparently he makes some enemies though in fayetteville because he is like he actively talks about how much he hates mussolini who is the dictator of italy at the mm-hmm. time so uh, people are like mussolini sympathizers like they don't they are like they, apparently he's gotten into heated debates basically with them but he never reveals why he left Italy. Some think that it might be something shady. He immediately came to the U.S. and changed his name. So his name wasn't George Sauter before he changed it. Oh. Well, his first name was George. But his last name was something different. I actually don't have what it was. But he changed it to mm-hmm. be, like, more Americanized. And so people think that maybe he had, like, mafia connections or Ooh. something weird or bad. And, like, why is he – does he – I mean, not that he was the only person in the world who hated Mussolini. But still, like – Right. He, like, really hated him. So – um, he doesn't talk much about his time in Italy with pretty much anyone. Um, but he had started his own trekking company whenever he came over. So the family had a good bit of money. Uh, then he meets Jenny, who had also immigrated from Italy. Uh, they go on to have their 10 kids. They have some business success and they're widely respected in the area. So here's some of the things that don't really add up for George and Jenny later on. George had had the wiring checked earlier that fall. Remember, this happened at Christmas. So only like two or three months ago did he have the wiring checked at the house. And they said that it was fine. Like it was deemed safe and there wasn't any faulty wiring. Hmm. So the October before the fire, this one's real. This is really weird to me. Um, An unidentified life insurance salesman comes in to visit the house. He realizes that they aren't interested in whatever he's selling. And he becomes infuriated with him. He's screaming, your goddamn house is going to go up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed. You're going to be paid for the dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. What? Right? An American health salesman. Yes. Health healthcare? Um, He's a life life insurance. insurance Life insurance salesman comes by. Well, he's another, it's a close Italian community. He's an Italian guy. And so he's known in that community for also not liking Mussolini no for liking Mussolini I guess and he's like and so I, I think he already hated this guy like I think everyone knew that George Slaughter hated Mussolini and he's but like George actively saying that known for not liking Mussolini yes George That's doesn't like it yeah yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, so yes. he's known both in Italy and America for not liking Mussolini apparently I don't know about Among Italy other... but yeah oh I thought that's what you said Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, what a specific remark to make. Right, exactly. And, like, whenever I was watching the BuzzFeed version of it, um, they, like, go back to the two people talking about it. And Shane, the one, like, uh, host, was like, this is solved. Like, that guy did it. There's no freaking – like, that, right. no, how does that happen? But there's a lot – there's more to it than that. So, sure. 
Days before the fire, two of the surviving Sodder boys said that they witnessed a man watching the younger kids come home from school outside of their home for a few days. Mm-mm. They also spotted an out-of-place police car on the street while that was happening. Mm. So that is like another just weird thing. Shortly thereafter, a general contractor had visited the home, talked with Mr. Sodder about some work that he can do on his home, and he had walked Mr. Sodder to the back of the house, pointed to some fuse boxes in the back, and told him that this would definitely cause a fire someday these two fuse boxes um and he's confused though but he's not super worried because like we said the electrical company had just come and had taken a look at the house the month before and said that the wiring was fine so he was like this dude's probably just trying to get money out of me whatever yeah so night of the fire this is super weird 12 30 a.m there's a phone call that comes to the house on christmas eve night okay so jenny wakes up and she goes down to answer it it's an unrecognizable female voice on the other line who asks for a random person who doesn't live at the house she, there's, like, muffled laughter in the background. She thinks she hears clinking glasses in the back. Jenny tells them that they must have the wrong number. Um, and then she hangs up and goes upstairs. Jenny notices that the lights are on downstairs and that the curtains aren't drawn, which they usually were. And she thinks that that's weird because the kids are really disciplined. They're known as being, like, very, very good kids. And, she like, they have a nightly routine that they always do. And yeah. she's like, okay, this is weird that they would even really be lazy. Like, that's strange to me. She, um, her, then a little bit later on, she hears a loud bang on the roof, followed by the sound of something rolling on the roof. Okay. Um, so she gets up to investigate a little. She's like walking around upstairs. She doesn't hear anything else. And so she just thinks it's something outside and goes back to bed. An hour later is whenever she wakes up to the smell of smoke and she goes outside. She sees that George's office is on fire first. And so she just runs back in and wakes up everybody on that floor and is screaming for the kids upstairs, Mm -hmm. but then just gets out. Um, so I don't know if I could do that. Here's here's a weird thing. I don't know thing. if I could just run out of the, my my house while my kids are upstairs. Like, well, she couldn't get upstairs because the that was on fire. So I think she was like, get everybody out, like the first batch of kids out, and then like we'll be able to get back up there somehow. But then they weren't I able know, to get but back I'm up saying there. I couldn't even. I don't even think I could leave. Like you, you don't want to be on fire. It's also survival instincts getting your other kids out. I know. Before they're in front of you. And one of them is two. Like, she probably had to get her toddler out. She was probably but responsible husband, for that. husband, I would, uh, I don't know if I could leave the house knowing that they're upstairs. I think I honestly would be like, get the two-year-old out and the kids are in front of me. My husband is, I think, well, I think what happened is that George was getting the kids upstairs. And she probably didn't even realize at that point, it's probably so chaotic that he wasn't even able to get up there. Uh, that's awful. Yeah. So, here's the thing, though. Why were the lights on if the fire was caused by faulty wiring? I don't get that correlation. So the faulty wiring would have made the power go out. If there was like an explosion, all of the lights would have gone out. And that's oh, how the okay. fire would have started. But the, oh, you're the, saying the lights are that on. was the cause, mm-hmm. was the wiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There wouldn't have been any power. Later, the Sodders also stated that they saw lights on outside the house while the fire was burning. Until the fire got too hot and all the lights blew out. Right. So some other cause. Right. A witness of the fire said that they saw a man outside with a tackle. I think it's actually called something else. Don't know what that is. But basically, it takes the engines out of cars. The cars all have engines in them, but they think that it could have been used to tamper with something. Mm -hmm. And no one talked to this man. He managed to just, like, leave. (laughs) There isn't – oh, no. Okay. Months after, the family is visiting the memorial um, of, like, where the house was when Sylvia Sauter, the little baby, finds a hard rubber object in the yard – um, people think that it might have been used to cause the loud bang. George inspects it, and he thinks that it looks a lot like a napalm bomb. Hmm. Um, no one ever was a- was ever able to confirm that. 
just another piece. But Jenny is sure at this point. She's like, I know my kids are alive. I would know if my kids are dead. And honestly, I trust mother's intuition on that. Loki, yeah. Um, she starts burning different types of animal bones and um, to see like how hot they have to be to like actually oh. disintegrate. She spoke to a crematorium worker about how any of this could have happened. They said that bones are often left behind, even if a fire happens at 200 degrees Fahrenheit for over two hours. That house was only on fire for 45 minutes. And also, the remains of household appliances were all still there. Right. So those would have all for sure melted right. and gone. Yeah. If it was hot enough, it wouldn't have melted bone. Um, hmm. She also looked into a house fire that had occurred in that town for a, sh- a short time before that fire, their fire, and said that seven people had died and there were seven people's remains. So she's hmm. like, that doesn't make any sense that you're just right. telling me that they just aren't there. Um, also, there have been sightings of the kids all across the country. Oh. So creepy. one had even occurred that night. A woman said she saw the children in a car <gasps> while the fire was still burning, close enough to Fayetteville. A woman at a gas station 50 miles south of Fayetteville saw the children the morning after, and she very confidently says, yeah, I served them breakfast. There was a car with Florida license plates at the tourist court, too. It was like a rest stop. Oh. Yeah. Um, At a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, a woman reported um, seeing four of the five children a week after the fire. She reported it to the police. She said that the children were accompanied by two women and two men appearing to be of Italian descent. She tried to talk to the kids in a friendly manner. One of the men became hostile with her and told her not to talk to the kids. She said, I had a sense I was being frozen out, so I said nothing more. They left early the next morning. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Years later, George Sauter is uh, looking at a newspaper, and one of the articles is about this New York City, these New York City school children. He swears that one of the girls in the photo looks like his missing daughter, Betty. So George drives all the way to New York to investigate, writes back, all of this stuff. He tracked down the child's parents, but when he gets there, they refuse to speak to him. He never is able to get any more information on that. Weird. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 1947, it's two years later, they try to get the FBI involved. The FBI denies, or the FBI accepts their offer, but they have to work in coordination with the local police and fire departments, and they deny the offer. The local fire? Yes. The police and the fire department are like, no, we're good, it's okay. What? Yeah. And so the FBI is like, sorry, we can't come in and work with the police. So, like, we're not going to come in and investigate. That makes Why? sense. Why? Like, you'd have to do a couple interviews. Yeah. It, they are going to do it. That's their job. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Very weird. So, George and Jenny then fishy, turned fishy. to a private investigator named C.C. Tinsley, which, cool name. C.C. Tinsley? C.C. Tinsley. I don't think it's cool. It's like a cool private investigator name. C.C. Tinsley? Yeah. Um, Tinsley discovers the member of the coroner's jury who had decided the cause of the fire. I guess that's what that is. They said it was faulty wiring. It was the same guy who was the life insurance salesman who had threatened George Sauter that fall. What? No. He was on the coroner's jury. No. And decided it was faulty wiring. Of course he did. And apparently he, there's no record of him being interviewed after that. Oh my gosh. That doesn't make any sense! It really doesn't. It gets crazier. Yeah, they also interview people in town, and it's a small town, so there's tons of rumors, which this part I think is hilarious. They interview the town minister, who says that um, the, the fire chief had come and confessed to him mm. that he had found something that he had never reported to police. <gasps> he had found a human heart in the ash, and that he had hidden it in a box and buried it somewhere in West Virginia. Oh. So the minister, like, is, is talking to C.C. Tinsley, and he's like, Oh, yeah, so, like, he came and, like, confessed this to me. Gossipy minister, kind of cool, you know? (laughs) So, well, 
like okay when you're um or like you're doing confessional or whatever Mm -hmm. is it the same sort of rules as like a therapist like everything's Mm -hmm. confidential unless you're like putting your own life or somebody else's life at risk i don't think league like if you if you do it i know growing up catholic church yeah can't you will you will um get your priest i don't know what they call it your priesthood your i don't know you can't be a priest anymore it'll get taken away if you tell them anything even if Mm -hmm. they're like Hey, they told me they people. killed their mom. Mm-hmm. <gasps> really? But that's just for Catholic. I don't think that it's the same thing for, like, any other, like, Protestant Priest or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I know for Catholics that's what it is. But I don't think legally I was just curious if it was by the law. same level. I'm, I mean, finding a heart isn't mm-hmm. the same as, like, someone killing somebody. Well, but hold on. It gets even crazier. It could cover up yeah. a lot. Tinsley persuades the fire chief to show him where it was. So he goes up and he's like, hey, your minister sold you out. And apparently rumors are going around town about this. So they he takes him to where it is. They dig it up. It does exist. They find this human heart. But when they dig it up, they find out that it's a beef liver. The other thing that they find out is that not only is it a beef liver, it's also never been in a fire. And it was never in the rubble near the fire. <laughs> so someone planted... Well, not just someone, oh. F.J. Morris, the fire chief, because he's the one that did all of this. Oh. Why would he take a random beef liver and try to tell people? He spreads the rumor around town. Oh, yeah, the, I, I found a human heart there. So the people would have this, like, oh, they really did die there because he did find a human heart. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thinking that people wouldn't find out eventually that it was a beef liver? Apparently. I don't know why he thought that. <laughs> he also said that he did this to provide closure to the Sauter family. And I have in here, wherever he got the fucking beef liver, it wasn't at the home. So what the hell are they hiding? Why? Why? He hated them. And what a weird sentence to type out. I'm not sure. Okay. So he hated them, apparently. August 1949, the Sodders hire a pathologist to excavate the dirt that covered the Sodder basement. They found four shards of vertebrae and sent it to the Smithsonian for analysis. They think the bones belong to someone who's 16 or 17 years old. Not the little kids that were up there. Yes. The oldest child that was missing is 14. Um, there's no evidence that the bones had been in a fire that were found. So they think that it might have been from the dirt that they used to cover the basement. Oh, weird. Yeah. Which is also strange. Yeah. But this is before DNA and they don't have, ac- they don't know where those, they've lost, it's lost now. Somehow they always manage to lose evidence. Um, oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. This is why it was lost because they gave it back to George Sauter, which also feels weird. Why wouldn't they keep that? And now their whereabouts are unknown. Um, so after they find out, they get that information back from the Smithsonian, the West Virginia governor, Oki L. Patterson, mm-hmm. who names their kid Oki, <laughs> um, hold a press conference. He holds a press conference after that, and he declares that the case is officially closed. He tells the parents that their search to find their kids is hopeless because they're dead. The parents then decide to retaliate by setting up a billboard on, like, the busiest highway outside of Fayetteville. And they put, like, there's, like, a long spiel that they put on there about, like, why they think their kids are still alive. Mm-hmm. And they accuse the law officers of conspiracy in it, like, on the billboard. Mm-hmm. And it stays there for over 40 years. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Which I'm wondering, like, are they still paying for that? Like, yeah, that's a you would think it's advertising. Like, businesses would pay to have a billboard. For 40 years? That's a very long time. It's a very long time. Yeah. Um, and it has, like, pictures of the kids on there. And the out will post pictures on our Instagram. They're so cute. Not that Aww. it's sad whenever not cute kids go missing, but also, like, yeah, they're just cute. And they're little. Yeah. Oh, it's just very sad. Um, 
So uh, now, so then there's other rumors that happen that are going around. People around town think that it was probably organized crime, that he had made a lot of enemies with people that were in organized crime somehow. And so they think that they had taken them back to Italy. There's rumors that they were sent to an orphanage and they were sold and that they were sent to all these different places. Um, A woman in St. Louis wrote a letter to the family and said that Martha was in a convent in St. Louis. A woman in Florida wrote and said that the children were living with Jenny's distant relatives George investigated all of the tips that came in for the rest of his life. He, like, would go to random states and was looking for his kids. I know. I was just going to say, as a parent, you never stop. No, you couldn't. And it's, like, five of your kids. It's not – I mean, not that you wouldn't look for one, but also five. That's half of your ten kids. Yeah. Oh, God. So he looks at every tip. Each one comes up empty. So 1968, 23 years later, another tip comes in. Um, a photograph is sent specifically to Jenny Sauter, not to the whole family. There's no return address, but it's postmarked in Kentucky. They think that the picture is a picture of Lewis. Ooh. Or Louie. I guess it's Louie. The man in the picture looks just like him. They, like, compare the pictures, and they say that it, it's very likely that it's a picture of Louis yeah. Sauter. Um, on the back has a handwritten note. It says, Louis Sauter, I love brother Frankie, little boys. A90132 or 35. What? Yep. What does that mean? No one has any idea. Weird. No one knows. And the and if you look at the handwriting, I'll post a picture of it. The handwriting on it looks like a little boy handwriting. Like it doesn't look. It's very strange. Yeah. And no one knows, like, I love brother Frankie. They don't have a brother Frankie. That's weird. Little boys. And then what's this number? And I was looking. We'll talk about this in a second. I ended up on a Web Sleuths website trying to figure out what happened to them. (laughs) Ignore me. And um, apparently they think that it looks like a Canadian uh, account number, like, or something. Like, like apparently that's the what they use. I don't know. It's not like code for something. They don't know. And so they hire another private investigator to go look in Kentucky. Strangely, that detective is never heard from again. He goes, they give him money, he goes to look, and then they never hear from him again. People think mostly online that he took the money and ran, but it probably wasn't a ton of money to live off of. Like, it wasn't like they gave him a million dollars. They gave him probably, like, your standard whatever. Um, And then he never, he just disappears. And they were (laughs) never able to look, they never found any any other information about it. Um, George Sauter dies in 1969, and then Jenny uh, dies in 1989. Sylvia is the last remaining child alive. Oh. Um, she was the one that was two whenever this whole thing happened. And she is she insists to this day she doesn't think that they died in the fire that night. Sylvia has two kids who have, like, taken over the web sleuths. Like, they do everything online. And she said, like, our mom made us promise that we would oh. always, like, even when she dies, that we're going to keep looking for her siblings, who are all dead now. Older. they Because they were older than mm-hmm, the two-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So. Unless, like, Betty might still be alive because she was five. But, like, the rest of them are probably dead at this point. But, like, they don't have any closure about what happened to these kids. That's I have no idea. Sad. They're, like, kids who were born in the 20s. So, like, they were – I mean, they're probably dead. But. Yeah. Or very, very, very or, or but ancient. That, that's the weirdest thing is like I get you take kids and you can like hide them in your mm-hmm. basement. Yeah. But these are grown adults at some point. If they're out there, unless they're held in captivity somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or they were killed later on or something. Yeah, I guess that's true. Or if they took them to Italy and but sold them or something. Like still, like you don't think one of the five like somehow escaped and could make a phone call. Maybe they got brainwashed. 
by like organized crime. All five of they them. They all have Stockholm syndrome. That happens, especially if there's five of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like if they were still alive, one at least one, one of them, them could have said something or done something. Maybe they were but with people that they were. I don't know. I don't believe that they died in that fire. I don't think so either. But I, I don't know. It's sad. I don't. Think, I don't know. I don't either. I'm stressed about it. I really am. I'm taking this one to heart a That's lot. That's the the biggest like nightmare as a parent, though. Oh my god! You have ten kids. Five of them go missing, and is it worse now that they're dead? I think it's worse than death. Because yet you do have to mourn your children's death, but I think you're mourning two things. Have you ever heard the song "Hope Is a Heartache"? <laughs> no, that didn't ring a bell. No, it's a really good song. But it's true. Like you have the hope that they're out there, but that's even more gut wrenching than just yeah. making peace with the fact yeah. that they're not there. Yeah, like you could just have like you kind could of just be some form barely of missing it for. 50 years. Oh. And I think it's so uh, – I think a lot of these people probably really did think that they had Martha or, you know, yeah. Louis or whatever. But there have to be people out there that are just, like, so evil and probably sent, like, bogus tips just to be, like, funny or, like, oh, cruel. And it's just a glimpse of, like, oh, maybe this is yeah. it. And, and the they- fact that George Sauter is, like, driving his ass to Florida and to New York yeah. and – Kentucky trying to find his kids. And they come kids. up dry every time for years. Oh, I just want to know what happened. That You would just relive that day for the rest of your life. I'm like, telling you, my version of heaven is going to be me. I just, I sit in a movie theater and I, I just start listing off things that happened. And I'm like, oh, let me see it, how it actually happened. Like JonBenet Ramsey, I want to see exactly what happened to her. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's violent at that point because I'm going to be in heaven. I'm going to be like, oh, it's over. Peace. But... I just want to. I want to walk you through. Sure like, know. I want to see what happened to Lacey Peterson. Yeah, I know. I want to know what happened tonight with the Sauter children. Were they in that fire? I will watch that. I won't watch it. I'll, I'll but you want to know? For, I need to know for a fact. Oh, I'm gonna sit there for days and days and days and find out every unsolved thing I've ever wanted to know. Yeah, that that feels right to want to know like the ultimate truth of mm-hmm. the situations. Yeah, because I've lost my mind. Well, think about the families that this is directly <laughs> I don't care correlated. About them. I want to know. I care about me. I need closure. <laughs> no, it's yeah. crazy. But like Sam, the Sam Shepard case we talked about last week. Like, I need to know whether or not he killed that woman, or if it was that crazy window washer. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't remember <laughs> any part of that story. Well, then that was some weird context. Then <laughs> the window washer. I I remember talking about the window washer because you said you're window washer. Who? And you said I don't have a very good window washer because our windows yeah. look dirty. Uh-huh. Because you think I live in a hellhole, which I do. <laughs> I don't think that. I just think your windows are dirty. They're not dirty. They're old. We tried to clean them. There's <laughs> both. Old. Why can't they be both? You're right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the story of the Sauter children. Um, if anybody has any good old theories or if anybody wants to commit a hate crime against F.J. Morris, who's not alive anymore, I would assume. But... <laughs> I'm pissed at him because why the hell did he hide a beef liver? <laughs> like what? And fake that he sold life insurance. No, it's a different guy. What? Oh, God. <laughs> Honey, thought, listen to this episode. I thought the same guy who... Wait, the life insurance guy was also on the coroner's jury. The coroner's jury. Yeah, and that was the where he the wasn't was. the same guy. I thought he appeared three separate times. No, 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 no. Two separate times, which also feels like enough, you know? A lot. 
all of them feel like a lot, but yeah. um, such as life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, this junk is sad. I didn't really want to talk about dead kids, but well, maybe alive kids. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know anything. I don't know anything. What else is new? It's true. All right. Well, we're going to go eat some pizza. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you should go eat some pizza because you managed to make it to the end of this podcast slash video slash. Oh, that's all we have. Podcasts and videos. We hope you have the best day or night or drive to work. Or the absolute best. Sitting at your desk while you should be working, but you're listening to us. Whatever it is that you're Whatever doing. It is. Thanks for listening to us. We love you. We do. Goodbye. Goodbye. Average and audio.